Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on This is the perfect day to die Wipe the blood out of our eyes In this life there's no surrender And there's nothing left for us to do Find the strength to see this Thank you very much, sir, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? 
Hey, I'm wonderful. How about you? Uh, doing good. Doing doing good for a Friday night. Uh, yeah, my, I know what it's uh, like to campaign and how busy it is. I'm actually doing a, a campaign uh, myself, so I know how, how time can be. So we'll we'll just get straight to it. Uh, so you're running for governor for Ohio uh, for the Republican Party. Uh, right now you're running uh, against uh, Mike DeWine, uh, John Renacci, and Hood, and so, you know, tell us what the stop made you decide to get into the race here in 2022. Um, you know, uh, most know I've never been in politics. Uh, uh, I always say who in their right mind would even want to jump into politics. But, uh, you know, everything that's happened in the last two and a half years in uh, the state of Ohio, uh, you know, uh, we, we Ohioans uh, or Americans, uh, we're kind of scratching our heads. Uh, wondering what what the heck's going on. This is not the country we grew up in. Uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Uh, uh, we uh, we had great veterans that went to foreign soils. They fought to uh, uh, make this country a free country, and uh, we've let our veterans down because we don't get involved in the uh, political process. We don't try to uh, find good candidates. We don't run for elected seat. Uh, we, uh, we go to the voting poll. Uh, we vote for the less of the two evils. Uh, and then we expect there to be a different outcome. Uh, and welcome. Welcome to communism. Welcome to uh, show me your papers or you can't keep your job. Show me your papers or you can't come into my, uh, my business. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, we are going down a path of no return uh, if we don't uh, stand up and fight to keep this great country free. Now, one of the criticisms that a lot of you know, non-career uh, politicians get uh, when they do run for office, especially you know, the more criticism with the higher office that you look at, uh, what do you say to those who you know, would say that and ask you what qualifications you have to be the governor of Ohio? Well, uh, you know, we hire politicians year in, year out. Uh, a lot of times they're lawyers. A lot of times they uh, may, maybe have an MBA or behind their name. Uh, and, you know, the so-called experience. And look at the mess we're in. We don't, have, uh, we don't have representatives representing our voice in Columbus nor Washington. Uh, so, you know, when people say, well, you don't have the experience, what kind of experience do you need? Uh, I run a business. I, I, I run a farm. Uh, uh, I, there's different facets of my business that uh, I employ a little over 70 people on, uh, on my farm. Uh, so I can balance a checkbook. I can put teams of people together to uh, carry out uh, uh, carry out a a job uh, or a task that uh, maybe I'm not really sure about. Uh, so you know, we just need to uh, we need to think outside the box. We we need to quit uh, hiring status quo politicians because. As we know, if you're paying attention, they let us down every single time. Uh, I'm tired of going to the uh, the polls, uh, voting for the lesser of the two evils, and hoping there's a different outcome because it's it never happens. Here we are. And right now, going by the polls, and I, I can't believe that it's this coming Tuesday. So we're we're really coming down to the wire uh, when it comes to campaigning. And I don't like to take a lot of stock in polls. And, and I really don't a lot of times, but it kind of gives us some kind of an indicator. Again, if, if you can believe them, at least the average, at least the most recent average polls, unfortunately shows the wine in the lead by a good margin of 41%. And then it has uh, Jim Renacci at 25%. Were, and these are, these are the averages. And then yourself, uh, Joe, at 21.5%. Uh, and then it has about 12% for the other candidates who are undecided. So even if either yourself or Renacci were to get that other 12%, I mean, that only leaves you guys till, you know, 30, uh, you know, maybe 37% tops, which unfortunately that would leave, that could be within the margin of error, that that's 
that's if one person was, you know, would only be left against DeWine. So how, uh, two things. One, we'll, we'll cover each of them separately. Uh, how would you cover the gap between having the 21%, let's say, DeWine has the 41.5, and you have 21.5, uh, and even if you got all the undecideds, now how would you still get the gap uh, to you know get more than what DeWine's going to pull? So just remember this, uh, and and look back to uh, you know when Trump ran for president, and they and the polls uh, were saying that no Trump, there's no way Trump is going to uh, uh, get this across the finish line. Uh, last primary. DeWine won with 499,000 votes, uh, which is pretty nil in the state of Ohio. Uh, we have one point, approximately 1.9 million registered Republicans in this state. We have 8 million-plus registered independents, and we have a whole heck of a lot of walk-away walk Democrats at this point. Uh, so uh, just just remember these polls are uh, mostly done uh, they're polling probable primary voters so what i would identify a probable primary voter as uh, more of an establishment type voter i do believe there's going to be a split in the vote i believe there's going to be a split between jim renacy and mike dewine and that will be for the establishment vote I've been on the road for over a year uh, going to uh, every single county, talking to many people that, you know, usually they don't even, uh, many don't even vote in a primary. Uh, I'm inspiring people to get involved in the process uh, if they truly want to see Ohio change. Uh, so I believe we will see record-setting participation on Tuesday and I believe that's how we're going to uh, take it across the finish line, uh, and engaging people that uh, uh, historically have not been uh, part of the uh, part of the process. Now, one thing a lot of Republicans are concerned about is, you know, a three-way a three-way race, and. So, of course, you can have the Democrat. That's probably going to be you know, Cranley. I can see he's probably going to get the gubernatorial nomination for the Democrat Party. And then you have an independent, somebody working to get votes uh, to be an independent candidate, uh, Peterson. And then let's say it's yourself. And so we got a three, you know, let's say a three-way race. And there's a lot of people concerned that, I mean, that's going to split the more conservative votes between, let's say, Peterson, the independent, and let's say yourself. Uh, there, you know, two-part uh, question on that one, and that, uh, and this, this kind of coincides with with our previous question, you know, about about the polls, is that, uh, you know, how do you see that? How do you see that panning out? And then, then I want to ask a follow-up question on that. But I mean, if there's a three-way race, and uh, according to you know Peterson, there's going to be. Uh, how would you see that not splitting the vote? Because that's always a big concern. I mean, most of my, I mean, I always want to see a lot of people uh, running for office because it does give people, you know, an opportunity to vote for, for whoever they, you know, want to vote for. I, I, I always like to see people having more choices. But with that, with the three-way race, how can you see the, the Democrat not coming on top for that? Well, um, I, uh, I believe if I, uh, received the uh, primary Republican nomination. Uh, I do. I believe uh, uh, Neil Peterson will drop out of the race. Um, is is where I see that going. Um, I know Neil's in there currently, uh, and I and I'm not. Uh, I I've talked to Neil. Neil, uh, I believe, is a good guy. Um, I like Neil. Matter of fact, I'll be at his church tomorrow night for an event. But uh, I, I do believe that if 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 I'm able to uh, uh, win the win the primary, I believe Neil will go uh, do what's best, and and I believe he'll drop out. Um, is is the plan? Okay, and so 
and that's kind of what I think a lot of people are thinking for the primary uh, when they're concerned with. I mean, because they're really concerned that wine's going to take it. Now, I, I do agree, you know, and in, in, in part with you know your your thinking that you know you might have a lot of folks who are not traditional primary voters coming out and and voting for you know the more conservative uh, non-establishment candidates. Uh, now, I, I agree that that's a possibility, um, and, and again, if you can't just go by polls, but there, there is a danger in that, and I'm sure you've had people, you know, quite I'm sure, you know, well, Renee, she has as well, has been saying, you know, down to either one of, of you two, I'm sure you've been hearing calls about, you know, dropping out of the race yourself, and I'm sure Renee, has. Uh, again, I mean, has anyone, co- you know, come to you, and, and if it can't, well, it might be a little late now, but if it came to where it looked like DeWine would definitely win if it was supposed to win the race, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Well, uh, quite a few months ago, uh, Renacy uh, and I text back and forth, and uh, he actually told me that uh, if I ever led him in a statewide poll, uh, that he would drop out. Um, I, I not only have led him in, in one statewide poll, I've led him in two statewide polls, uh, but he is not keeping his word. Uh, he He's uh, staying in the race. So I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it would be better off if he did drop out. Um, but, again, he's a politician. He uh, talks out both sides of his mouth. Um, and the people, the people are going to decide this race. They're going to, they're going to decide: do we hire another politician or not? Um, I, I don't, I don't commit to a job, or uh, I don't, I, I'm not going to jump into a race where I'm going to turn tail and uh, drop out. Uh, many, many of these supporters that I have met out on the uh, campaign trail. You know, they donated the last $5 out of their wallet. So I got that burden, that uh, that burden to uh, succeed on my shoulders, and I'm not going to let these people down. I'm going to give it everything I got to the end. And what would you – so how would it – you know, what's going to be said if, you know, let's say DeWine wins? And, you, I mean, I'm sure you do know that it is going to – I mean, if it comes to that, uh, one or both of the, of the other candidates, I mean, you know, either yourself or, or Renacy are, are probably going to get the blame for that. Uh, what, what would you say to people if they were to come to you and say – and, again, this would be go the same for Renacy, but what would you say to them if they said, look, you know, if you would have just, you know – you dropped out of the race, you know, DeWine wouldn't have been the nominee. What would you say to somebody who said that to you? Can't, I can't worry about uh, – there's always going to be haters. There's there's haters right now because I even jumped into the uh, governor's race. You know, you got to have thick skin to get into something like this. you got to stand for principles, uh, and you got to uh, lead with, uh, with, with your faith of God. Um, that's why I'm in this. I, uh, we're not in this to quit, and – and I and I'm not worrying about uh, you know people questioning why I stayed in. Uh, that's it's not even a factor. Uh, we're 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 in this. We're not quitting. And uh, if people question why after the fact, uh, you know it's going to be a plain and simple. Uh, uh, we don't take on a task without uh, uh, giving it the best we got. Okay, and what are some of the things that you would, you know, think if you know, get the nomination and you're going to run against? Uh, again, I, I really think it's going to be Cranley. Uh, what would be uh, the strategy, you know, to win, you know, that, that the governorship uh, here in Ohio, let's say, against the Democrat? Again, probably Cranley. Well, you know, we're we're pro freedom. We're 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 out here. We're going to represent the people, whether it's uh, through strong policy of uh, uh, tax structure. Uh, our taxes need uh, severely reformed. We're overtaxed in this state. Um, 
it you know even with our super majority of uh republicans in the in the state uh in in columbus they can't seem to understand that we need to put more money back into the people's pockets uh we're 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 taxed uh our in our ohio budgets at about 80 billion dollars uh we have 11 and a half million people in this state Florida has twice as many people as us, and they have a budget that's only eight billion dollars more than ours. We we have a we have a spending problem, and uh, nobody nobody wants to really get in there and and uh, reform our entire tax structure. We also need to stand up for our children. You know, we need to get schools back to educating, not indoctrinating. Between the uh, you know the uh, racist curriculum materials uh, that they're pushing, uh, like SEL or the uh, transgender gender identity nonsense trying to push. This stuff needs to be out of our school districts. Uh, we need to get back to uh, reading, writing, arithmetic, science, American history. How about we teach children what their rights are? Teach them, teach them what the Constitution's about. Teach them why this uh, great country is free, uh, you know, uh, and we need to get behind our first responders, our police. Under the DeWine administration, we've had record homicide last year. Uh, he gave us the constitutional carry, but he's in, he's in campaign mode. If it wasn't a campaign year, he would not have signed that bill, guaranteed. And if people vote for Mike DeWine, if he gets back in here, in there, I guarantee you he will try to pass the red flag law, guaranteed. So, you know, the guy's a Democrat in disguise. Um, and look at uh, Representative Jenna Powell uh, tried to get a bill passed uh, keeping biological males out of girls' sports. And Mike DeWine said if that bill came around to his desk, he would veto it. Now, this is just... This is just un-American, it's ungodly, and we need to get this country turned back around with some godly principles. We need to stand up for true conservatism. Uh, I am the only constitutional conservative that is running on the Republican ticket. Uh, They have taken our rights and threw them right out the back door the last two and a half years. People are losing jobs because they will not take an emergency use-only vaccine, which DeWine is pushing. The fact that they have abused our children for two years, making them wear masks with no scientific data behind why they are doing that. Uh, We have an uptick in RSV at at the local hospitals because they are making the children wear masks. I mean, everything DeWine has done, he has stomped on our children, stomped on families, stomped on our first responders. I mean, when do, when, when do we wake up and say, you know what, uh, we're not much liking uh, the way this governor has led our state, and it's time that uh, he, he's fired. And last question, then I got uh, my panelist Kelly here has a question here. And I know every single candidate, all the way up to Trump, hates this question, but it is one I feel that, you know, the people would want to hear answered, is let's say whether it is, uh, let's just give two examples. Uh, Let's say if if DeWine uh, won the nomination or if Renacy would you support uh, either one of their campaigns, or would you support one and not the other if uh, they were the ones who got the nomination? No, I would not support either one of them. Matter of fact, Jim Renacy has a worse conservative voting record than Mike DeWine in Congress. Okay, now that's uh, the last question there. Keep in mind, mind folks, we've got about 10 minutes before I know you guys go. So let's go ahead and bring in Kelly. Uh, Kelly, thank you very much for coming to the show. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, hello from California. Mr. Blystone, I admire you running for governor. I'm really encouraged to see that a number of Americans like yourself stepping up to the plate and running for office. So uh, congratulations on your um, 
Your foresight, well, you. your fortitude, your resolve, yes. Um, yeah, I'd want to throw out a question for you. Um, yes, sir. I'm, I'm, I've been accused of being a constitutional scholar. Well, it's real simple. I just study it. But what's Article 9 and 10 of the Bill of Rights, federal constitution? Say that again. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Federal Constitution, this is a question. Article okay. 9 and Article 10 of the Bill of Rights. Can you uh, graciously inform them, inform the audience uh, what Article 9 and 10 mean? Oh, well, art, is an Article 9 uh, uh, regarding the uh, – is it the Convention of the States? It has to do with the states. Uh, I, I, I – no, I cannot uh, define that right offhand. I cannot. Okay, no, that, that, that's fine. I just uh, the states' rights are so paramount um, to an overreaching federal government. The states, as you know, are getting together to have their own border patrol system. Um, so Article Nine is um, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. In other words, by putting rights in the Constitution doesn't mean this is all the rights you have. It's under the natural rights uh, philosophy that we have many, many more rights within us intrinsically than the Constitution actually acknowledged. Amendment 10 is the state's rights. Uh, The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. Correct. And and to, and to put that in, and I always talk about our Tenth Amendment uh, in layman's terms. Uh, you know, uh, most don't know that the uh, the laws put forth out of Washington, the states have the power to invoke our our Tenth Amendment right. Uh, but obviously we need a governor that has a backbone that will stand up uh, for uh, the, the uh, residents of any particular state uh, against Washington. Uh, and that's why it's so important to have a governor uh, in each, each individual state that will fight uh, for their people. Kind of, uh, I always say we need to uh, have a template uh, just like, uh, Governor DeSantis has out of Florida. Oh, yes. DeSantis did a wonderful – he signed a bill called the uh, – I'm paraphrasing here – but the Election Investigation and Security Committee that was recently um, for honest elections. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm going to guess you would favor such a new department. Uh, what, what are some of your thoughts on that? Well, absolutely, uh, and and uh, you could probably talk about this. I mean, you have a big problem out there in uh, California. Uh, we mm-hmm. do have issues. We do also have issues with our election system. Uh, uh, doing some uh, not modeling of numbers, uh, we can prove in the state of Ohio that Trump didn't win Ohio just by eight points. We can prove that. He won the state more uh, on the grounds of uh, around 16 points. Uh, but unfortunately, we have a rhino uh, secretary of state, LaRose, that uh, uh, will not look at the evidence um, and will not do a forensic audit, which uh, should should be done. Uh, but again, we have a lot of uh, a lot of folks in these particular seats that they have an R by their name, but not necessarily uh, an R. Um, and our our Secretary of State also received uh, over, uh, I believe it was around seven million dollars in Zuckerbuck, uh, oh my. which should should not uh, uh, be uh, permitted to do. Oh my. Yeah, Dinesh D'Souza is coming out with a movie called 2,000 Mules, a document uh, even by like trail cams and hidden cameras that people are dumping ballots and ballots into these uh, Zucker boxes. 
Sucking yeah. in boxes. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I uh, you know, as governor, you do know. Uh, well, let me let me ask you what your two most important duties, or maybe your three. What are your three top duties as governor? Um, you mean when I take over? What what uh, the or yeah? What are your what are your most important responsibilities? I'm gonna guess you get it right. I'm I'm just uh, I'm just testing everybody that, and I, I don't mean to be so tough on you, but I I really I think you'll get it right. I mean your heart is there yeah. definitely, but I'm just trying to clarify. I mean just uh, as far as the duty of the job, not not uh, issues that I'm I will be uh, 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 prioritizing. Well, obviously it's uh, you know I'm you you you're not in there to uh to uh uh make law obviously our our legislative body will do that uh i i believe one of the biggest uh duties uh are to inform inform the citizens uh you're you're more or less the the uh uh the manager of the state that uh uh makes sure that our legislators are doing their job uh, in communicating with the people here in this state. I I always say that we we don't get anything done uh, for the simple fact that people are not paying attention, um, and that's why uh, nobody's being held accountable for. So I will use the bully pulpit uh, to communicate with our uh, residents uh, that, you know, there might be a certain particular bill that needs passed and whoever their representative is is holding the bill up and I will communicate with Ohioans to make sure they realize that, uh, you know, we have good legislation that needs passed uh, and you need to hold your legislators' feet to the fire. Good answer. Um, I want to kind of try to help you with shortening the points um, <clears throat> because, yeah, that's a, that's a good answer, the heart of it, like I was predicting. Okay, so obviously the number one duty of an elected official is to uphold and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, which is the federal and the state, and in that the people's liberties are protected. The second um, prime duty is to hold the executive branch accountable so that you're protecting the first uh, duty so the freedoms are continual as well as an efficient, uh, effective uh, government, which obviously you've mentioned that with the budget. And that also includes holding the legislature accountable by communicating with Ohioans to know what the legislature is passing. So being a, a watchdog, a governor, governing, you know, like a governor in a car, um, government from getting too big, too powerful, too wasteful, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, that's that. And, of course, the third is to represent the people, uh, the people's wishes. Um, so you, you, you covered them uh, by heart, but I wanted to summarize those three. So protect and defend the Constitution, uh, oversee the executive branch for accountability, including the legislature. Number three, pain points for you there. Well, thank you. Uh, I, I love the technical terms. I I say it in farmer's terms. <laughs> well, I was raised on a farm too. Were you, were you raised on a farm? Well, I own a farm. I raise I, I raise cattle. Oh, cool! My dad raised two thousand head. I had no, when I was sixteen. I had I had eighty head of livestock, pigs and sheep. And uh, yeah, farmers got a lot of common sense. Anybody, you know, people listening, well, hey. Farm boy, they got lots of common sense, folks. This guy should be your governor. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Kelly. I appreciate it. And I have tried to be mindful of the time for you, uh, Mr. Blystone. And if there any, you know, I know you only had a uh, half an hour for us tonight. Uh, tonight, did you have any uh, closing comments or anything that you wanted to, uh, to say before you got to go? Yes, sir. Uh, well, I, I appreciate, uh, Robert, uh, for giving me uh, a few moments to get on here with you. Uh, I, and, I, and I just want to uh, reiterate that, you know, we're in this together. 
and uh, we we need to get out there. We need to be part of the political process. We need to work hard and uh, prioritize taking our our state back and and protecting it from the federal government. Uh, and I can't do this alone. I need people to show up on May third uh, and engage your engage your community your community engage your the folks at church engage people at the gym or wherever it is you go um and talk uh about uh there's another option uh besides hiring another politician and uh let's get this state turned around let's uh let's 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 get some representation back in there somebody who is truly going to fight for the people uh, and they can get on my website if they want to look at my policies, uh, com. So we have a link uh, here on Blog Talk Radio also uh, to his campaign website if uh, folks want to follow it there as well. Well, I certainly appreciate uh, your time tonight. Uh, May uh, 3rd, Tuesday, is, is coming up quick, and we will uh, see how things uh, you know, come out, and if uh, perhaps we'll be able to have you back on the show. All right, thank you, Robert. Have a great evening. Thanks you for doing Take care. Yeah, folks, uh, that was gubernatorial candidate for the Republican Party, Herb uh, Blyston, and I, and I hope he's right about you know having a lot of folks who aren't normally you know voting in the primaries out there because. If, uh, uh, because if he's wrong, if, if, if that's not the case, then we might see, unfortunately, DeWine uh, being the Republican nominee again. So that's that's just not a good thing. So hopefully not. Uh, Kelly, I mean, this is going to be an abbreviated uh, episode for tonight because speaking of uh, May 3rd, Tuesday, as, as folks here know, though, I am running for the uh, Central Committee. And I got some campaigning to do. So I'm actually going up against a, uh, you know, well-known, well-established uh, uh, candidate. I mean, since Saturday, since this past Saturday, so not even a week, I've seen three mailers uh, come through for my opponent for the Central Committee. Now, I've been following politics, and I've been watching the mail and doing elections for you know, decades, and I don't think I've ever seen a mailer for a century committee position ever, ever. I don't think I've ever seen it. Now that the precinct strategies out there and the establishment knows that there's people, you know, people out there running, they want to maintain control. The establishment wants to maintain control. I mean, they're even being so bold as to put, you know, you know, my opponent's name is a real Republican leader, not another phony politician working for themselves. So basically they're calling me a phony politician working for myself. Well, a couple of things. One, I'm not even a politician, and I'm proudly not a politician. So maybe I should take the mantle of being a phony politician and be proud of that because that I'm not a politician. But I'm certainly not working for myself. Uh, I mean, I could be, you know, you know, doing something else. Uh, I'm not, it's, it's not a paid position. I mean, a central committee person, you know, it's not even paid. You know, it's just what they want to do is they just want to make sure that their establishment, their, the establishment leadership, still in control of the Republican Party. They just want to still make sure that uh, the it's the establishment leadership of the Republican Party, the establishment committee members who, you know, support more, you know, what they they try to say are conservatives, but we know they're not. Um, so, that, so that's what they're facing. So if you're out there and you have committee people running for office, uh, find out who the grassroots ones are. Find out who the established ones. I mean, like myself, I mean, I'm putting out door hangers. I'm making phone calls. Um, I'm, you know, trying to talk with people. I mean, I haven't got a, a phone call or a, I just got a mass mailer. And also, the go to boot is I talk to other commit, uh, people running for the central committee in our county. And they put out a flyer or a mailer on Saturday that it was the exact same mailer for different candidates. 
The only thing that the, the, the wording in the pictures, the you know the background was all the same on this mailer. The only thing that was different is they changed the name of the candidate and changed the picture of the candidate on there. So, how many? I mean, so, I mean, and there are obviously some of the things you see on there. They're 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 copying you know off of what the grassroots is doing. Uh, and so, I mean, I mean, Kelly, I mean, do you ever see? Central committee mailers come in your mail during an election? This is the first time I've ever seen it. Um, California is different. Um, some counties, it's, it's the county's choice. If the counties want to have an election for central committee meters, uh, members, precinct chair, precinct captain, whatever, um, then they, they put it on the ballot. If the party doesn't want to have vote for central committee then they don't. That's just the way it works. And so in our county, here in Siskiyou County, we're on the Oregon border, we don't have precinct captains or precinct chairs. We just have whoever shows up at the uh, Republican uh, meetings, and then they have their their county caucus. So um, so we – yeah, that's something we got to change here in this county so we can have precinct chairs and precinct captains because there's – some people have expressed concern about the present leadership. I'm like, well, how do we change this? Um, but um, I have never, and I've lived other weird places like Sacramento. Um, I also lived in Iowa, Maryland, but I've never had a mailer for uh, a central committee uh, that I can remember. No. Not, but, I've never, so I've never obviously, yeah. So obviously. You've got them concerned, and so I know there's a precinct strategy going on across the country uh, to get rid of the rhinos. I get that, and obviously they have their the, – the, the good old boys, the rhinos, they have their spies or their informants, if you will, and so they've had to tackle this so that their people uh, keep their positions, so, but you obviously – Congratulations to you, Robert, because you've got their attention. They can't just sit back. Oh, I'm just going to be a shoe. And no, you you got their attention. So, I like your approach of, of door hangers. Um, you mentioned that in the text to me. Door hangers, knock, maybe knocking on doors, whatever. That's a a lot more approachable, if you will. That's a lot more. Um, that's what I'm looking for. More personal. Instead of somebody, oh, I got something in the mail. Who's this person? Um, one of our supervisors here got elected, because, and he beat the incumbent, because he would just sit at the post office, uh, like on the street. He put up a, a desk, and uh, you know, Brandon Chris, running supervisor. And he'd just talk to people as they came into the post office. Um, or, you know, he'd just sit there, and people would approach him. Oh, what are you? You know, what are you about? And so that... Um, I don't know if that's an appropriate strategy for precinct captain or maybe a grocery store where you can put out a table tomorrow or Sunday. I don't know. Um, I don't know, but that's would sure so would sure show people in your precinct that I am accessible. I am here. Let's talk. Way better than a mailer. Oh well, I I made a um, uh, give give me a moment, Kelly. Because what I did is I actually um, we made a you know kind of about the candidate that I'm I'm going to send out this weekend. Um, and if you give me a, a moment, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab one of those and and, and tell it to you. Oh, okay. So I was talking to somebody today. While you're, I'll just kind of fill a little bit of airtime here. So. Um, I was talking to somebody today about Ron DeSantis, and he's done an awful lot of good things. Uh, Floridians really like him, and uh, hinting that he could be a, a really good nominee for president in 2024. Whether or not Trump runs, I don't know, but the same person that was discussing DeSantis, he said, you know, I just – I like him. With Trump, it was like he, he's different, and yeah, I like him, but DeSantis has just seemed – a little more polished, a little more 
it's interesting. Obviously, he would carry the Hispanic vote. Um, so, yeah, DeSantis is a very interesting person to for one to keep their eye on and see what his political political career becomes. Maybe he'll run for senator. I don't know. But so, and, what, and what I got here, uh, and I was actually at an event last night. There wasn't a lot of people from my precinct because uh, they were they were hearing uh, a doctor. You want to hear about Dr. Arden? And we'll we'll talk about more about him and maybe even try to get him on the show. Uh, Dr. Artis. Dr. Artis, yeah. Yeah, well, it is Dr. Artis, yeah, Brian Artis. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember what his first name is, but yeah, yeah I was at a. He was actually at a place not too far from where I live. Uh, but I, you know, so but this is a mailer. No, it's not even a mailer. I'm going to go, and me and some of my family members are going to go pass these out this weekend. Um, and you know, and I don't really like reading to people, but. You know, you, let, let me know what you think, Kelly, because, I mean, this is what I wrote, you know. And I, I'm saying it in the third person, okay? So this is what I'm saying in the third person. But it says, as a county central committee member, Robert, well, and, I, and this came straight, you know, straight from the heart, so to speak. Because, uh, I mean, and I wrote this stuff. I don't have a, spe- a speech writer. I don't have somebody creating these things for me. Uh, this is something I, I put myself, put through myself. So as a, as a, county, a, a county central committee member, Robert will not only work hard to get Republican candidates elected, but Republicans who are getting uh, for getting things done for their constituents and not only looking to advance their political careers. Robert will support candidates who are proven conservative, not those who call themselves conservative during their campaign, but show their true colors when they are in office. Establishment Republicans have gotten us where we are today. And Hamilton County, that is increasingly run by liberals, and that's true here. It is time for the Republican Party to elect representatives who will push back against the movement to the left instead of trying to find ways to work within them. Robert believes the job of the Central Committee is not just work towards getting Republicans elected, but getting the right Republicans and getting elected Ooh, like Republicans. Uh, electing candidates from families of our past politicians will only keep us in the same situation we find ourselves today. To advance Republican constitutional conservatism, we need to vote in those who are not attached from the establishment. Robert, and, you know, I don't like giving my name online, but it has my, my last name on there, is that candidate. As your county commitment, Robert will make himself accessible to his constituents. He will welcome input from you. Robert wants to hear what you feel are the important issues and the candidates you want to see supported. If you would like to speak to Robert directly or what can call him and I'll leave my phone number. And that is nice. going to put on my constituents' doors, you know, tomorrow this weekend. Nice. You put your phone number on so people can call you. So how many people are in your precinct? About hundred and thirty. Oh, about hundred and thirty, okay. So, I mean, it's a couple of long days and you get the, uh, well, really, um, maybe a long afternoon or part of a morning, you'd have uh, the door hangers done. Well, this past, well, this past Saturday, I did the, this past Saturday, I, I put out uh, door hangers that gave, uh, the door hangers had my picture and it just said it was for me, but it also had um, two strips that had uh, the different candidates, the Republican candidates, uh, on them so people can see who's running for the different offices. Oh, wow, so okay. Door, yeah, those, yeah, so those are hangers. And then last Wednesday, that's why I didn't do the show last Wednesday, is last Wednesday night I was making phone calls. So I got whatever phone calls I could, which is only about 30, 30 numbers, um, so I didn't get a chance to leave a lot of messages or talk to a lot of people. But, I mean, I did make phone calls, in which I'm going to be making a phone call, making a script and making some more phone calls Monday night, you know, the night before the election. And then I took uh, I took uh, work off. I took a personal day to have Tuesday off, and I'm going to be there at the polls from 6 a.m. until 7 p.m. Wow. You know what's really cool, Robert, is <clears throat> if people – and I'm sure you're going to get calls and conversations and such. Um, if people realize, hey, here's a guy that cares. Here's a contact. Um, it's really hard to get a hold of a state house rep. It's hard to get a hold of, uh, say, your county chair. 
it's not impossible. It's hard, but it's it, it, state house reps, senators, congressmen, talk to them directly. That is just a frustration people have is that inaccessibility in all the people you're competing with. Um, whereas you are saying, hey, I'm here. Um, it'll, it could actually turn out the vote too for the Republicans, even though I'm a libertarian. But you know, you guys don't have much to worry about in Ohio for regarding the libertarians. But as far as the Republicans, if people just really like you, it's going to turn people out at the polls, and then obviously there's going to be more votes for Republicans. So I'm really liking this precinct strategy. Um, or what do you what do you call it? Precinct captain or central committee? Oh, they're they're a county committeeman. Yeah, and so like I mean, you, you mean you go to meetings and you know you 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 know vote on who the the party leaders are, and then you know you you vote on you know you know candidates that the, the party will support in like the primaries, things of that nature. Um, and, you know, and you try to get out the vote for the Republicans. Well, you know that I'm I'm trying to put you know a little more personal touch here because you know, again you know. You, they're just putting out these mass flyers, and they're duplicates of other ones. There's no person personally at all. Um, and, and and also I got here where I, I helped an organization uh, spearhead a protest against uh, Joe Biden when when he was at a local college, uh, local university here. Uh, so we, uh, you know, so I, I I put a little bit about that on there. So you're competing over 130 voters? Uh, probably about that, yes. Wow. So 130 voters. Let's say you – well, you, you know that it's not going to be a – let's see, 50% turnout, if that, but it might be higher this time. So that's 65 voters. So if, say, you get 40 votes, you win. Yeah, you get 40 be. votes, and you win. Yeah, and then tomorrow um, I'm going to be putting out a yard sign, uh, uh, and which ha- the person happens to live on the street of my comp- of my opponent. <laughs> so we'll see how they react to that. But uh, I'll be, so I'll your, be your opponent that, lives uh, in the city. So this is what just a few blocks. Oh yeah, uh, five opponent, blocks. I could, six, I could probably, yeah, oh yeah, that's it's yeah, it only it only covers a number of blocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So uh um wow, this is uh, Yeah, just a, yeah, and it's only Republicans, remember. I mean, there's more people who live living there. It's just, you know, people, you know, who are who are registered Republicans. Right. Okay. So you're obviously you got the voter registration data and then the Republicans that are you go knock on their doors. You don't knock on the Democrats, of course, or the Libertarians. Right. But you just yeah, knock on. They, they wouldn't vote for you anyway. <laughs> All right. So if I was a Republican and I'm going to vote door hanger, I'm like, wow, somebody took the time to I mean, look across the street, and there's a couple other uh, Republican. There's some more door hangers. Like this guy, or one of his aides was coming to my door, and he left his phone number. Versus, oh, gee, I got something in the mail about Central Committee. You're obviously going to notice door hangers, uh, visibility one. Um, They have to touch it and take it and put it somewhere or throw it away. But either way, they have to touch it. Some of the mail you get from the mail, um, oh, there's this, this. Oh, I'm so tired of campaign ads. Oh, I'm so tired of another piece of mail, another, oh, here's a primary thing, another primary thing. You know, your your competitor may not have more than <clears throat> three seconds of visual time checks their mail, if they check their mail, because people are also going so much with uh, uh, emails and and private message from f- Facebook and wherever. There's so many other sources. I mean, sometimes I don't even check my mail for a week or two. So um, yeah, door hanger can't miss it. I I won't be surprised if you win. It might be close, but I won't be surprised if you win. Um, if you run, it's every two years, right? Yeah. 
So if you run again in two years, I won't be surprised if you win. That's what happens with some of these campaigns. It takes somebody running twice. I was going to – our guess that sometimes people have to run twice. Yes, run as hard as though you're going to win the first time, but then you build a network up. When you build up a network, then they work for you, and you multiply your efforts. Um, so I won't be surprised uh, if, if, if it's really close or if you win and uh, and if you build those relationships over the next couple of years, I, I can see you get, uh, you know, 66, 70%. But there's only two of you running, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And by the way, I when I was in college, we had the Iowa caucus in January. It was way back mm-hmm. in 1988. And I was picked to be a delegate to the county convention. Me and my buddy Tim, we, we both got elected. Our candidate it was highly supported on campus. And then uh, somehow I went to the district convention. I have no idea how I got to district. Maybe they just picked me. I don't know how, but that was an interesting experience because from district you go to state, from state you go to uh, the National Republican Convention. That's when I was a Republican, and uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, I I I was really surprised. I'm like, okay, I'm going to county convention. So my buddy Tim, we were campaigning together for certain candidates, and you got to see the ins and the outs, and we had a county platform which gets melted into the district platform which gets melted into the state platform um mm-hmm. different things different things um and that's just the way it works obviously and maybe if you go does ohio then have a district once you become chair or you know state convention too that's what you have you right a question or is that a statement kelly <laughs> There's a question. I, I don't quite know the specifics about Ohio, but I'm curious. Well, well, well they have the they have, they have the, uh, the county uh, central committee, and then there's a state central committee. I'm ready for the county. Oh, okay, so this is the central. How many people are in the central committee? Uh, that, that, that's a good question because right now there's a lot of open seats, and so that's what that's. Then there's a lot of people who are running. For the uh, central committee, who are um, who are going on a post, I just happen to be in a precinct that you know has an establishment candidate in it. And her, what it is is her husband. Her husband was a county commissioner. Okay. The person I'm running for, yeah, her husband was a county commissioner here in, in my county. Well, that could work for her or against her, but uh, right, you never know. Well, well, he did. He did spearhead um, a, a stadium deal that the, pop, the Hamilton County population isn't too very happy with. <laughs> so maybe, so that will, maybe that will work in my maybe that will work in my favor. <laughs> yeah, how many uh, how many meetings does the central committee have? Like once a month? I think they have like yeah, they have like monthly meetings that you go uh-huh. to. And of course, there's elections, wow. and that go, you know, go, you know, get closer, and you know, there'll be be more meetings in store. They could probably have impromptu meetings with other members because I've already, and yeah, and I've given my contact information to other people who are running and who are on a post, so they're definitely going to get on. All they got to do is vote for themselves, and they win. Yeah. So, but I, well, I wasn't well, fortunate to, enough to, to draw that straw, so to speak. Right. Well, they have to register their candidacy. They have to be eligible. Well, yeah. I mean, they run. have to. They have to get signatures. But but. but yeah. So you fill out the forms, get the signatures. get on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, you check your qualifications. Typically, most states, if you register to vote, that means you're an American citizen. Done. And you live in the in the jurisdiction in which you're running. So you fill out the forms. You get your signatures, and then you're on the ballot. And then you campaign. Uh, it's not too hard to do. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. Hey, Robert, let me ask you this question since you're running for office, and I ask all our candidates this. What's Article 9 and 10 of the Bill of Rights? 
Oh, you just asked this question. We already talked about this on this show, Carrie. I'm teasing you. So teasing you. See, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be fair because I've already heard your answer. Well, you heard it. You've heard it what ten times, fifteen times. Every candidate I asked that question. You know, I sure hope it helped uh, our guest tonight, gubernatorial candidate, to understand this is your three primary responsibilities, duties, as well as the power you have. Um, uphold the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That's your state and your federal constitution. Number two is oversee um, the executive branch, hold it accountable, efficient. And effective, all right. And then number three, represent the people, because in, in, in the way I rate this as one, two, three. Well, obviously people take an oath to defend, so that's number one. But number two, you have to, to in order to defend the Constitution, you have to hold government accountable. And then comes representation. Well, well, you're doing the same thing at the same time. You you are representing by holding government accountable and protecting and defending the Constitution. But it's uh, Andrew Jackson was an excellent example when he killed the Federal Reserve of the day. It's called the Bank of America, and it had driven the country into an enormous amount of debt, and it was looking bad for America. And even though the le- the legislative branch failed to protect America. And the, and the courts, and he wrote about this, why he was terminating the Federal Reserve of his day, uh, the Bank of America. He said, you know, sometimes just only one branch will stand to defend the Constitution, and that is what he did. And the banksters hated him. They tried with a point-blank uh, assassin. Two flintlock, two flintlock pistols misfired at point-blank range. Otherwise, he probably would have been dead. So it, it takes sometimes one man to uphold the, the principles that protect our liberties, the liberties we hold so dear. So I'm I'm kind of hyping you up here, and, and I think it's really admirable what you've done. Um, we just got to see what yeah, happens. And if we had it here well, in my county, I'd be running. Oh, yeah. And, and, and looking at the time, I am going to have to – well, an abbreviated show, uh, as I stated, just because I do got some more campaigning to do myself. And so, uh, no, I appreciate it. And then I may or may not be having a show next Wednesday, even though it's the day after the election. Um, hopefully I'll be celebrating, uh, you know, a victory uh, on Tuesday. I will, of course, keep folks uh, posted. And even uh, if I am to win to uh, the election, I do plan on still doing the podcast as well. Uh, so, you know, even if I win, that doesn't mean I won't be doing Bart's Logic any longer. Win or lose, Bart's Logic is still going to be here. Uh, so, no, I appreciate it, Kelly, all your kind words. I appreciate uh, you coming in and uh, talking with our uh, guest tonight and, uh, you know, being on this special Friday night edition. And we will see you folks next time. And I appreciate it. And have a good night. And wish me luck for, for, uh, <laughs> for May 3rd. Well, yeah, good luck, God bless, and good night. Thank you. You too. Good night. Good night.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.